Previously on Tabletop Trouble. So you see Sukala. She is beautiful and she is terrifying because she's a siren. We found the witch. We'll soon be able to sacrifice her to the Lord of Stone. You quickly end up back at the site of the caravan. However, when you arrive, it is devastated. And you can see dead mercenaries lining the ground. And you can see Lessa, her head buried in her hands, on her knees, surrounded by the corpses of nine wildlings and her mother. All of their faces contorted in fear, grasping at their throats, and these corpses are soaked to the bone. You hear her father yelling, this is your fault. You're a monster. I should have let you die in that tunnel. Whoa. You cast a spell, and as you open a hole through the stone, a wave of water rushes out through this cave and washes away the ground around your feet. our first session and did we already adopt an orphan yes the first of many and you guys are now standing at the mouth of a cave that sukala just created as this water silently runs out as it starts to slow it's dark and damp and you could hear a drip 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 echoing through this wet damp cave Usually they say dryads first in the Fae, but there's no dryads here, so, like, I can go. (laughs) I got nothing. Don't worry, I've got your back. All right, guess uh, I'm volunteering. Quietly. I'll hum really quietly, and I walk- No, please don't hum. Do you ever stop? Why would I stop? Valid point. I don't know. Music is life, man. You can't stop the music. Yeah, don't kill the bad vibes, or do kill them. No, you gotta fuck the bad vibes. I I don't know. This is new to me. I regret leaving my home. I'm going to check out this cave. I'm going to follow very closely behind. You push into this dark cave. Uh, How many of you guys have dark vision? Yo. Uh, I do. Kako does. One, two, three, and nope. No. no. Sarge does not have dark vision either as he brings up the rear. Okay. So I will bring up the rear. I don't have dark vision. You don't have dark vision? Mm -mm. All right. I'm following very closely behind you. As you guys push up this cave entrance, and it's a slight incline, the water slowly pours out around your feet, and before long, you leave the light of the created cave opening behind you, and you guys are standing in darkness. I draw my sword and cast light on it, kind of using it as a makeshift torch. Yeah, you draw your sword, and as you cast this magical spell across the blade, it lights up this room, and you find yourself standing in a circular room with a shallow pool at the center. You could tell at one point this pool was much higher, probably relatively recently, uh, due to the new cave entrance that just opened up. A lot of this water has poured out of this pool in the very center. And against the back wall of this cave you see a figure chained to the wall. And then directly across from him, you can see another cave entranceway to to walk out. Do we recognize this figure? This is a big hulking figure. It's kind of obscured by shadow. It's currently head down. It looks kind of weak as its its arms are like chained up. So Kako's going to strut on up to this chained up guy, slap him lightly across the face. He's like, hey, wake up. As you slap and it rings out in this, this hollow cave, it echoes down the caveway as you hit him across the face. That was a 
Did you really need to slap him that hard? Yeah, was that necessary? It's like, not ne- I thought you were just going to like tap him awake. It's not necessarily that he slapped him very hard. This figure is very wet. So his mm. hand kind of wrung mm. out against this creature's wet skin. And Gross. as it looks up at you, you actually recognize this figure as a goblin. It is a goblin, but it is about twice your height. Okay. And What he- is it? I can't see. You can see a little bit thanks to Isaac's light. <laughs> what is it? I still can't really see that great. <laughs> Some kind of wacky goblin. Mm. Is Wait. it like a big lanky no. goblin? No, goblins are like tiny, right? Yes. Aren't they? It looks like a normal goblin, but about six times the size of a normal goblin. Big boy. So like six feet tall or something like that? Probably about seven or eight feet tall. And That's uh, big boy. his arms, well, they're currently like weak and the skin kind of clings to his muscle because he hasn't eaten in a while. You can tell that he's a pretty muscular goblin. Oh, what are they giving him? Jeez. Can you do the speaking weird creature? This creature turns its head kind of weakly in your direction. You come kill Tuck? Maybe. Good. Tuck pain. Tuck hurt. Who, who did this to you? People hurt Tuck. Okay, well, as expected, the goblin is not very observant. And he weakly points with his finger down the cave tunnel that you guys haven't walked down. Do you eat the baby, Tuck? He looks kind of confused as you ask him. Tuck eat meat. Tuck eat deer. Tuck eat swamp creature. Can I discern whether or not this creature is like hostile in general? Or if it's like a feral creature? It's a goblin. He's chained up. He's not a threat in any way. Yeah. I'm going to let him out. He seems to be having like a bad time, and I'm not rolling with that. Well, my first scientific instinct is to uh, stab him until dead. Oh, wait. No, no, I no. would like to try to undo Hold his on. chains. <laughs> let's, let's just unlock him first, and then maybe see if he's like, because he's not eating baby right now. But he did not answer question with directness. Yeah, he did. He said... He eats deer. Isaac, what do you think? I think this is not the person we're looking for. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him loose. Yeah, Sukala pushes past you and okay. begins to I undo. I can very easily kill him if he gets out of hand. Well, hold on. I think he said he eats swamp people, too, so we just... He said he eats swamp creatures. I also eat swamp creatures. There's a lot of creatures in the swamp. I'm All right, to man. give him a chance. Are, are you a cannibal? No. You know, there's more than one thing that lives in the swamp. A freaking snake is a swamp creature. And I point at Ophelia. Okay, yeah, you're, you're right. That makes sense. You kill each other, you fight. No. It is yet to be seen, my dear friend. The men with the sticks, we kill them. Tuck kill stick men. Oh. Hell yeah, Tuck. I mean, does that make you happy, Tuck? Tuck, no like kill. Oh. Tuck, no like stick man more. Can you fight? Tuck fight. Tuck strong. <laughs> Tuck hungry. One. Tuck king of goblin. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, wow. I set him free. I it's set him free. I, I bow to him. <laughs> Your majesty. I didn't realize. I'm kind of new to this plane. I'm still learning a lot. Can I be of service to you? <laughs> Uh, Sukali, you undo his bindings. He kind of rubs at his wrists as if they've been rubbed raw by his chains. As he stands up now and you, you see his body in the light, you can see he's covered in scars and bruises. 
as if he had been tortured by his captors. And he stands up, gives a big stretch, and you can hear like his joints and bones kind of crack with a loud echoing boom as he finally has a chance to stretch himself out. You, Tuck friend, Tuck help friend, Tuck need crown, Tuck lead goblin. Your majesty, they took your crown? Well, guys, I don't know, this is pretty serious. So, these people tried to overthrow you, and they took your crown, the stick people? He kind of nods, and he says to you, This Tuck cave, Tuck send friends away, outside of swamp, so they not get hurt, Tuck get captured. I think I've got like half that. He kind of talks like you, Kako, so I need you to translate. (laughs) It took me three weeks to understand what you were saying, and I still don't really get it, but... I am the ablest of the communicators. Fence is taken. Isaac and Wiz, you remember the large group of goblins you saw on your way into the swamp. Oh, Oh, shit. Your babies are out there. You see, Tuck, friends? Yeah, your babies. So they, they're back on the road? No baby, Tuck, not Papa. Oh. <laughs> Wait, he is very like, sure about that. You're like, Tuck difference. had a vasectomy and he will not stand by this. <laughs> but, you're, but you're like King Papa, right? You know, like, you look after them. Tuck, Big Papa? Big Papa. <laughs> Tuck likes when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> I don't like calling Tuck Big Papa anymore for some reason. <laughs> I've suddenly decided to change my mind. I'll just call you your majesty. Sorry, I was referencing a song. Oh, Oh, God. All right. Well, your majesty, we know where your people are, but are you going to fight the stick people to save your kingdom? I will fight by your side. Tuck too weak to fight alone. Tuck need army. Tuck need crown. So if we get your crown, you go out, find your people, and then you all come back and fuck up stick people. Tuck will try to make it. Tuck will return favor someday. Tuck promise. Tuck, do you need one crown or do you just need any crown? Tuck need goblin crown. Okay, so I can transmute. It says I can change an object made out of wood, stone, iron, copper, or silver to another one of those. What kind of metal were those chains made out of? They were made out of iron. I would like to hold them in a loop and turn them into silver. Um, Yeah, you spend 10 minutes funneling magic into this chain that you have wrapped around to make a makeshift crown out of. And when it's done, it becomes a chain link silver crown that you hand to Tuck. This big shiny, much nicer than old shiny. Well, it'll only be big and shiny for one hour. So we have to find your old shiny. Tuck looks at you with concern. How far away was family? Well, uh, your majesty, they were moving north, it seemed, away from the swamp. But it was about a week ago, so, like, they're probably still booking it, honestly. Tuck, not time, hour, not long enough. All right, right. (laughs) Tuck, we're going to get your old crown back because that's, like, your OG thing. You don't want to, like, mess that vibe up, all right? And then you take that crown and then you go meet your people. He nods. It beautiful. It big, shiny, spiky. Well, clearly I just wasted a bunch of time because I wasn't paying enough attention to what we were doing. It okay. Tuck like crown. Tuck keep crown for one hour. <laughs> he puts it on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I do feel better about that. I'm After this, I'm never leaving the swamp again. This is... Tuck, wait here. Tuck, rest. Tuck, get energy. Um, Can, do, does anybody have, like, some food to give this guy? Uh, yeah, I 
some rations. I, I'm going to like give him some rations and bow and present them to him. As you hold out your rations, he scoops them out of your hand and takes four days worth of rations and starts shoveling them into his mouth. Right. Didn't really actually need those anyway, I guess. Um, <laughs> and he lets out a big burp. Tuck, stomach hurt. Tuck, eat too fast. Yeah, what happened to you, buddy? This is the typical goblin, yes. You make fun of Tuck? Not make fun of, just inaccurate. Tuck, agree. (laughs) (laughs) Tuck, smartest goblin. That does not say much, my friend. All right, your majesty, (laughs) we need to protect you. So you need to stay here. Don't try to fight the stick people while you're still hurting, because it'll upset your stomach more. And we're going to go in there, and we're going to... Bip bop him and get the heck out of Dodge, you know? Tuck, thank you. Tuck, sleep. He sits down against the wall and begins to snore almost immediately. Oh, wow. So I guess... Wish I uh, could fall asleep like that. Kako goes to investigate the uh, the hallway. You push over to the hallway, and as you get closer to it, you can see flickering lights that look to be torches about 60 feet down this hallway. This next room is illuminated by torchlight, and you can see that the water from this little puddle ran from this room because you can see water still running down. Okay. Um, Is it enough water that it might be like, it might alert somebody if I were trudging through it? Yeah, it's about ankle-deep water. Sukala is like a watery creature, right? Can you get through this without making a bunch of noise? Probably not. I mean, I'm gonna my, cast my options are walk through it like normal or <clears throat> turn into a fish and flop through it <laughs> and make more noise. <laughs> I forgot this one can levitate. We've been like hanging out for three weeks. It's almost kind of offensive that you haven't seen me floating everywhere. He literally does it everywhere. I'm sorry. What was your name again? This is hurtful on a sort of basis, but, like, I'll forgive you because I'm not that kind of person. Uh, My name's Wiz. A creature or loose object levitates, rising vertically up to 20 feet. While suspended, the target has no momentum of its own, and a creature may grab onto other objects in order to move as if climbing. You can use your action to move the target or change its altitude by up to 20 feet up or down, as long as it remains within range. For those of us who can't fly, I do have a spell called Control Water, so I can part it like the Red Sea. Well, that would be lovely. How are you going to propel yourself forward? Are you like going to cling to the cave walls? No, I have my staff. I'm going to like push push myself. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Row, row, row your boat. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, You levitate above the water and kind of push yourself forward using your staff, silently floating above. And as you do, Sukala, you cast Control Water and part the small river to the side. And you can see it kind of parting beneath you, Wiz, as you push yourself up. And you guys all begin your ascent up this. Oh, that's cool. Hey, can somebody just, like, pull me now? (laughs) Yeah, I grab onto Wiz's staff and I just, like, drag him behind me like a balloon. I'm going to try and, like, scoot ahead to see what's at the other end. Of this Love it. Hallway, you know, kind of recon it. You push up to the front of the hallway, and you can see this cave is a large cavern where the water from the various tunnels of this cave has settled. It gathers in a large pool at the very center of this room, swirling with dirty, brackish water before it overflows the side of this and, and runs off to the various other tunnels of this cave. That's the water you don't want to touch. I've seen that before. That's poo water, for sure. (laughs) Like, 100%. 
On one side of the room, you see cages that have been emptied, and on the other side are stacks of crates and supplies. You can see various entrances and exits of this cave, not including the one you guys just came through. There's one to the north, there's another one to the east, and then to the south you can see sunlight pouring through the portcullis that you saw when you were standing outside. Refresh my memory, were there guards near the portcullis? You can see a set of two guards outside of the portcullis. Yeah, that's why we busted through the wall. Their backs are turned to you and they have not noticed you. Are there any, like, clear entrances that, like, you know, show where an important place is gonna go? Like, are there any, like, other lit caverns? Both of the other cave entrances have lanterns on them. I want to go investigate the supply store that they've got. You walk up to the supplies and as you look through these crates... You can see a lot of them were actually supplies from your caravan. These look to be fresh supplies that they have recently brought back from their escapades out in the swamp. Hey, we should make sure to bring this back with us after the fact. I mean, we have to make sure everybody's okay first, though, right? I'm just trying to think ahead. All right. Um, I mean, I don't have enough hands for all this, so I'm going to make sure we have other people to carry this because that's like a lot of stuff. You can levitate it. I I just use my one levitate per day. I cast control crate. <laughs> I go and investigate one of the other caverns. You gotta be more specific than that. North or east? The north one. You make your way around this dirty pool of water that's swirling at the center of this room and push up to this cave tunnel. And as you do, it ascends. You can see a couple of torches lining the way, but eventually it disappears into darkness. You can hear more dripping coming from up here, but you don't see any water running down this this cave entrance. And what about the other one? The other one, it looks like the water that has gathered in the center of the room is running from that direction. It's a short tunnel before you see another room. It's much larger than this one, and you can see a lot of different like lights that appear to be candles coming from this room. And as you stand in this entryway, you hear voices coming from that direction. Okay, so the enemy are clearly in one of these paths at least. Do we want to go and do the confrontation thing? We have to get His Majesty's Great Crown back, so either way, we're gonna have to fight somebody for that, I assume. Unless we can, like, talk them out of it peacefully, which, like, I'm cool with too. I have a song ready for that. I think that is not going to help. It I, I want to investigate the water and see if there's anything unique about it. Make an investigation check for me. 14. You look through this water, and as you see like the foam form across the top and, and clear its way, you see what appears to be a skeleton sitting in the center of this pool. Is there like a stick or something nearby? Yeah, you can find like a like a stick or like a pole or... I just want to grab it and dip it in the water just to kind of test it, see if it's caustic or if it does something to it. You grab a stick and stick it into this water and pull it out. It comes out covered in this foam. But it appears to be just fine. I poke the skeleton with it. You poke the skeleton with a stick and nothing happens. <laughs> you feel a crunch as the ribs of the skeleton kind of break as you press on it. Were, were you expecting him to like get up? I mean, I just thought it's weird that there's a skeleton in the middle of this pool. You want me to like go in there? Because I can do that. No. Okay. I don't want you to have to do that. I think that we should probably go up the tall staircase because it's quieter. And I feel like they might just, you know, keep shit there. 
Yeah, let's let's focus on finding our friends first. Did you hear that? What are you doing? I didn't hear anything. I thought I heard people talking down here. Is there anyone stationed down there? And you hear footsteps approaching in your direction. Yeah, it's just me. And I am going to persuade them. It's like, don't worry, guys. It's just me. I was trying to see uh, if the Stone Lord was down here. They just had me doing the rounds. I don't recognize your voice. Who is that? Oh, you know, sorry. I'm kind of new here. It's me. What is your title? Um, second, second stone captain of the third force (laughs) of the third squad force. These are very intelligent. I was going to ask you to make a deception roll, but I don't think anyone's going to fall for that. No, I want to. I want to roll deception. Go ahead. No, it'll be great, guys. Don't worry. It's a 20. You see these people walk down the hallway and they walk right up to you and they say, I cast. um. (laughs) They don't say anything. What are you casting? Uh, I cast suggestion. Okay, there are three of them. Um, just regu- just regular suggestion. I'm gonna cast it on the one that looks like he's in charge. The one in, in the front. And I'm gonna say, you know me, we're long friends. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna have a way to do this subtly. Uh, ikumbokum, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> well, make a, I'm convinced. Make another deception check. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Oh no, <laughs> that's a one, Chief. No. What's it with your no. bonus? Does it matter if it was a one? There's no crit yeah. fails on ability checks. No. Oh, six. You cast the spell suggestion, and the suggestion you say is You know me, we're longtime friends. <laughs> this guy, always a joker. <laughs> the one you cast suggestion on, he goes, Oh, it's you! Yeah, man. <laughs> and then the other two draw their swords. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think all of them remembered me. Well, we're in deep now, so I panicked and tried to do something cool. It was not it was not cool. I'll, I'll give you full points for the effort. Everybody roll initiative. Oh shit. Uh... Isaac, what did you get? 20, boss. <laughs> and Wiz? 10. Kako? 15. And Sakala? 18. <laughs> First up in the initiative order is Isaac. You have three cultists standing directly in front of Wiz. Two of them are brandishing their weapons. The third one looks like he's ready to, to meet Wiz with a friendly hug. <laughs> I am going to cast Flame Blade and buff my sword, uh, and I'm going to go and attack the enemy closest to me that's not been charmed. You run up to the cultist who has just drawn his sword, standing to the left of Wiz. With your Flame Blade glowing with fire, you strike at him and roll to attack. 14. You run up to this cultist and strike your flame blade in his direction, but as he sees you coming, he steps out of the way, and your flame blade catches nothing but air as he readies a counterattack in your direction. Shit. Next up is Sukala. I'm going to cast Magic Missile. Uh, You create three glowing darts of magical force. Each dart hits a creature of your choice that you see within range. Well, they all take four, four damage. Well, my spell will probably end as soon as that hits. 
I want to just get that hug in real quick and then we can be enemies. Okay, yeah, you get like, it's like a awkward half hug before he's smacked in the side by Sukala's magic missile and he's blown back a little bit and he looks around confused before reaching for his weapon. Sarge runs into battle behind Sarge. Sarge's been with us the whole time? Yeah. Wow. He said nothing when we freed the giant goblin baby. <laughs> Sarge runs into battle, pushing past Wiz and taking his stand in front of him between the cultist who just drew his weapon and with his broadsword swings it in the direction of the cultist who was under Wiz's suggestion and hits for 11 points of damage and he swings again. But he misses with his second swing. Uh, with that, the cultist, he's going to counterattack against Sarge with his scimitar that he just drew and slice it in his direction. He misses and the sword clinks off of Sarge's armor. He swings it for a second time and misses again. The one that you were engaged with, Isaac, uh, prepares his counterattack. He draws his open hand back, begins to chant something in your direction. And as he throws his fist forward, a ray of vile green energy kind of pours out of his hand and smacks against you. He hits you. 10 points of damage. The third cultist is going to disengage and push past all of you and run towards the portcullis, shouting for his friends on the other side. And he reaches for a lever on the wall and pulls it down. And that portcullis begins to slowly rise up. It is Kako's turn. Can I see the mechanism through which the portcullis is rising? Yeah, it's a pretty shoddy just rigging of rope and stones. Like when he pulls this lever, it lets some stones down that begin to graze the portcullis up. Can I throw my javelin at it to try and jam it up? Yeah, go ahead. It's a 19. Yeah, you grab your javelin and hurl it in the direction of this this rope that is lowering these rocks. And as you do, it severs these rocks and they let go and begin to fall onto the man who just pulled the lever. Uh. And he's going to make a save. He fails. (laughs) And takes... Oh my god. Uh, (laughs) 15 points of damage from Falling Rock, and he is knocked prone. The portcullis has stopped raising. You can see the two other other cultists trying to to lift it up, but it's quite heavy as it's made of sticks and steel. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to take the rest of my turn to just kind of like navigate to the portcullis. Yeah, you make your way around the pool and over towards the portcullis. Wiz, you are up. Um... I wasn't expecting to go so soon. (laughs) You are last in the initiative order. Still too soon. I'm going to turn around and cast Gusts of Wind at the portcullis. I'm going to try to blow these motherfuckers all the way back down the hallway. Strength saving throw, or be pushed back 15 feet. What's the spell save, DC? 15. Nope. And yes, so one success. Isn't there three of them? The The guy that's marked prone? Just push him. Yeah, he's not going to roll for anything. He's just pushed against the wall. He He has paperweights on him. (laughs) (laughs) He just kind of rolls as he's knocked prone. Well, isn't the portcullis open a little bit? No, it, it fell back down when Kako knocked the stones. Oh, loose. okay. So he's just going to push against it right now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, as you cast a spell, you see one of these guards on the outside of the portcullis kind of lift off the ground and fly backwards, tumbling down the short hill on the outside of this cave entrance. See you later, losers. I'm going to move over here behind Kako. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my sword and uh, plunge it into the ground and 
and start chanting and use a word of radiance. You utter a divine word and burning radiance erupts from you. Each creature of your choice that you can see within range must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 radiant damage. So I'm just targeting the two that are nearest to me. Sure. Constitution. Uh, Nope. And nope, they both fail. Well, that's not great. They both take three (laughs) radiant damage. Yeah, you begin to to pray towards your celestial god, and radiant light pours around you and singes these cultists, who kind of look concerned that this radiance just opened up from the sky and fell down upon them. They take three damage. That was very underwhelming. I cast some guy's earthen grasp. Uh, so I choose a five foot square unoccupied space on the ground that I can see. A medium hand made from compacted soil rises there and reaches for one creature within five feet of it. Uh, he must make a strength save. He passes. Yeah, this hand sprouts out of the earth and reaches towards this cultist. He hears the ground rumbling from behind him, and as he turns around to see this giant fist reach out of the ground, he manages to step out of the way. Damn. All right, Sarge is back up. Does that hand do anything else, or is it just... He just hangs out there. Okay. I'm just imagining it, like, whiffing, and then it gives you a big thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I did it! You did it, honey, but that's okay. We'll try again. And Sarge, having just seen this man distracted, goes to attack him with his broadsword. He hits with his first attack and redoubles for his second, um, but he manages to whiff his second attack. He deals... Six points of damage. Having just seen you try to grab him with earth, he's going to turn his direction towards you, and he is going to cast Chill Touch in your direction. Oh, yeah, that's a hit. You take eight points of damage from Chill Touch as you feel like your life drain out of you as this ghostly apparition of a hand grasps at your shoulder. Oh, yeah, wait. Those hit points cannot be regained. That was a critical. Until your next turn. Oh. Another nine points. You know, any other wizard would be dead right now. (laughs) Put it all in constitution, baby. (laughs) The cultist who previously cast Ray of Sickness in your direction, Isaac, draws his short sword and swings it in your direction. He misses as he swings it, though. Bitch. (laughs) Uh, The cultist who was previously crushed by the rocks is going to spend his turn standing up and finding No, the wind's still blowing. It's still blowing? So he has to make a strength (laughs) check? So blowing that wind. Yeah, he is not able to pull himself up. Every time you see him, like, lift himself off the ground, get the back wind in the dirt, blows him back again. And he's like, we're just rolling against this thing. He's like, I'm gonna puke. As he's like being twirled over and over again. Jeez, now I, like, Wiz really feels bad about this, honestly. He's rolling, 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 rolling. Oh, no. <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. Hey, we can't sing that. That's copyright. Damn it. Um, Kako, you're up. Save us from the copyright. Copyright strike. Copyright flip. Tumble, tumble, tumble. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my hand axe at the dude that's prone on the ground over there. Sure, you're gonna have advantage because he's still prone. <laughs> and cast hail of thorns. Okay. Oh, that 20. Wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow. So wow. not only is your hand axe going to hit, he's not going to be able to dodge out of the way because he's not prone and being thrown awesome. around. Are you just throwing all your weapons? Like you could go over there and like axe him. I could, but this oh, way but I get then, to use spells. Yeah, then the wind would like get in your way too. Okay, there we go. 
Six altogether for that. And then and now I'm rolling the Hail of Thorns damage. So that's 16 damage altogether. And now my hatchet is in this boy's head. Uh, it's not in his head. Oh. <laughs> They'd be dead if that were the case. He is not dead. Uh, you throw this hatchet across the battlefield. And as you do, your thorns rain from the sky. And it catches him in the side. And you can see him rolling. And this axe just kind of <laughs> clunk. And it falls out. And it gets <laughs> blown up against the Vorkullis. And his blood is flying out of his wounds as it spatters onto the well, I'm going to, as a free action, can I drop my thing so there's not blood spraying up everywhere now? I mean, it's not spraying in your direction. It's just spraying outside into the, the cave entranceway. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, you, you drop uh, this spell. And he eventually finally comes to a stop from his roll. And he's kind of just splayed out on the ground. Uh, kind of dizzy. <laughs> Okay, um, and then with the rest I of my... I just invented roller coasters, but with <laughs> much more blood and a lot more fun. With the rest of my turn, I'm going to run up to where my javelin is in the wall. Can I pull it out? Yeah, or do grab I... it. Yeah, it didn't like stick into the stone. It just like, it cut the rope, hit the wall, and then fell to the ground. Okay, I'm going to pick up my javelin then. Ta-da! It's me, everybody's favorite floaty boy. I'm going to cast... Whitening bolt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the power of God is in this <laughs> little boy's hands. Okay. Um, You're casting lightning bolt at the two who are engaged with Sarge and Isaac. I'm going to empower it. I'm yeah, gonna... I'm more interested how where you're aiming this. Yeah, me too, because that's going to be important. <laughs> Does I'm... Isaac have another lightning bolt coming right at him? For the audience, I am standing in a parallel line to two enemies, <coughs> and Sarge is precariously trying to shift his dick in between them. Um, you position yourself on the opposite side of the small pool of water here in the cave and ready your lightning bolt. And it cracks across this pond, and I need to know what kind of save I have to make. And it it was, is a dexterity save. Let me know when you're ready for this shit. It's about to get spicy. That's two fails. Hey. That's Shocking. 10, 16, 20, 22. <laughs> oh, goodness. 32. <laughs> Uh, 35, 40, 40 damage. Uh, yeah, you crack this lightning bolt across this pond, and as it connects with the two, uh, cultists, you hear them scream for about half of a second before you hear a pop, and then they drop to the ground almost immediately, still twitching with electricity, but totally immobile and, and dead. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> what the <laughs> Out of character? Yeah. <laughs> And as you crack this lightning bolt across this pond, it arcs against the water and connects to stalactites hanging off the top of the, the ceiling. And electricity begins to, to funnel in almost every direction of this oh, damp shit. cave. And I need everyone to make dexterity saves. No! Hey, can That's I do my bonus action works. real quick? Good What's your bonus job. action? Mantle of Inspiration. Yeah. I'm going to cast Mantle of Inspiration and everybody will get eight temporary hit points as well. You can use an action right now as a reaction and move your speed without provoking any opportunity attack. I don't think that's going to help us here, but... Um, I mean, I don't know that they can outrun lightning, though. Because this is all happening at the same time. I'm resistant to lightning damage, by the way. Okay, yeah. This affects me literally zero. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say you guys can't outrun yeah, lightning. This is going to hurt real bad. You have eight temporary hit points now, though. <laughs> this is going to hurt real bad. I got a 13. Nine. Five. And Yikes. with 
three, but I'm resistant. You're resistant, but not immune. So resistant means you take half damage. How much damage did you roll? Fuck. 40. I'm going to say because it's spread around this cave, it's dissipated a little bit. So it's going to be half of that. So it's going to be 20 points of damage for anyone standing in the cave. Uh, I got to roll for Sarge. Sarge fails, and the guy who's prone uh, already fails. Holy fuck, that hurt. So this electricity pours through this room and crackles off of every wet edge of this cave before it finally connects with each of you one after another, and you're each taking damage from this lightning bolt. But by the time static falls from your hair and the smoke clears from this room, all your opponents are dead. The two <laughs> the two cultists outside of the cave entrance watch this storm of electricity form and run into the woods, disappearing from your view. Damn. Honestly, my bad. Um, can I just throw that out there, guys? Um, I'm a little rusty on storm magic. I mean, I'm impressed, but ow. My poor mud hand is just sitting there. He never got to do anything. <laughs> he got ah. hit by electricity, too. Oh, by mud He's hand, he did. He probably just, like, exploded, leaving a, oh. a puddle of mud against the walls. Bless his poor little muddy heart. The uh, brackish pool of liquid has also kind of exploded and disintegrated from the energy that has flown through this room, leaving a very shallow pool now where you can see that skeleton fully exposed. Well, can somebody cover that up? It's like, he's kind of naked. Oh my god. He's actually not. This skeleton is wearing what might have been robes at one point. A lot of the cloth has been eaten away by the water. Oh, but not like the stoner boys, like sticks and branches? No, he's wearing a robe. This isn't a swamp person. It was uh, something else. I would like to search the skeleton. Sukali, you walk up to this skeleton and you begin to rifle through its pockets and its pockets are filled with rocks and there are, his hands are bound. Murder. (laughs) But on his his bound hands, you do see a ring on one of his fingers. It's just a simple gold band. I take it. Yeah, you pop the ring off his fingers. Just My judging precious. it, you'd, guess it, you'd probably guess it was worth 75 gold. You nice. took a poor man's wedding band? He doesn't need it. He did. Anyway, I'm going to heal everybody with healing word. Sorry. Everybody gained 16 points of damage. I'm just singing a little song about how much I'm really sorry about shooting you with lightning. Love you. And then I blow a, blow a kiss. As you blow a kiss in the direction of everyone and their wounds are washed away, you can hear yelling coming from the northern passage and you hear someone Ooh, yell. You hear them yell, pull the boards back. We have intruders. Ready yourselves. The ceremony must not be interrupted. Yeah, Isaac runs towards this this entrance. Yeah, you, you run towards the entrance. You hear the sound of scraping coming from this and then silence the eastern cavern was a really short one right yes that was the one where your friends just came from the friends you murdered i'm gonna just quickly run up those stairs and see what's in the room up there yeah you head up this stairs this looks to be some kind of gathering place you can see a lot of tables with different dishes of of food some have cards and and coins splayed across them. You can see more crates of supplies and food. It appears to be just some kind of gathering room. But no people. <clears throat> no more people. Okay, then I'm going to run back. Isaac is running towards the direction of the voices. I'm uh, going to follow Isaac apologetically. 
yeah, you guys run up this cave tunnel. Uh, there's no water running from this area. It appears that this is a pretty dry area. Um, but your footsteps echo louder than you have ever heard in this cave as you guys ascend this cave tunnel. At the top of this cave is a big open room that has almost no floor. It just drops into darkness. And there are three pillars, each about 15 feet apart, that create platforms. You can see two different cave tunnels going further down on the opposite end of these raised platforms. And one of them heads higher up into darkness, and the other one you can see lights coming from that direction. You can see scratch marks on the stone that would imply that there were once platforms here, but it appears they have been removed. And there's nobody here? There's nobody in this room. I'm going to go up to the, the dark hallway. So there, you said there was one dark hallway and one lit hallway? Yes. Okay. You're on like the edge of a sheer drop into nothing. Oh. And then there are like three stone pillars, each about 15 feet apart. Oh, okay. Stretch across this. Yeah. How big are these platforms? Like We're 10 feet maybe? Okay. I want to try to hopscotch across to the lit side. Hopscotch. Is that a spell? <laughs> well, like jumping from one to the other. Uh, let me look up jumping 5e real quick because it's a 15 foot jump. I mean, I'm, it would be a running jump. I can also cast jump on him and make his <laughs> jump distance three times longer. Okay, with a running start, you can jump 14 feet. God damn it. Okay, I can also cast jump on him and make it like easy peasy. How many? Times yeah, but how the rest are you going to get across? Uh, what if we hand you a rope and you tie it off to something? But then how are they going to get across? We climb it. They're anchoring the rope. How does that work? Well, no, you jump across, anchor the rope over there. While they're arguing, I cast gaseous form on myself and turn myself into a cloud of mist and just start slowly floating over. (laughs) Yeah, you snap your fingers and turn into gas. I'm just a little cloud. I can move. It's a movement speed of 10, so I'm assuming just real slowly just... A little cloud just dooting over the cavern. I'm not even going to tell them that I'm doing it. I've just gone. Yeah, I notice Isaac it and I cast Missy Step and I just appear over there. I'm sorry. There's three platforms and then there's a... a <laughs> she wasn't here for any of this stuff. She has no idea what's There's happening. a tunnel yeah, I that appear goes over there. upwards and then a tunnel that <laughs> No, that I, appear, I appear over there. You snap your fingers and you disappear and you move like two feet to the left. <laughs> <laughs> no, where do you want to go? I've misty-stepped to the doorway with light. So, Isaac, I'm going to cast Jump on you. It extends your jump range by three times. I'm going to hand you one end of the rope, and then you're going to hold it while I just fucking swing over there. Isaac, what's your strength out of character? I mean, I'm not talking to you, so what's your strength? This seems like a How bad idea. How heavy are you, my guy? I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty lean dude, you know, probably like a buck fifty. Look, how about you anchor one end of the rope to this side? I'll anchor another end to that side. Is there anything I can anchor this rope on? Yeah, over? there's plenty do of sharp rocks. You have rocks. climbing gear, like a like an explorer's pack. Oh, comes I with do them. actually have pittance. There you go. Yeah, that would make this way more safer. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pitten down one end of the rope and then cast jump on Isaac. The little cloud turns. You can't see it. It doesn't have a face, but you you know it's watching you. I'm I'm st- still awestruck that you can do that. Okay, before you start yeah, jumping, Wiz, you are standing in the entryway to this well-lit room, and as you look in, you can see a large cavern filled with beds. It's well-lit, there are torches on every wall, but you don't see any people. Make a perception check. 24? Yeah, and as you look over this room, you see a kind of an overlook about 
30, 40 feet in the air with a guard who is standing up on that platform. There's a tunnel behind him, and he has an arrow drawn and pointed in your direction, and he has seen you. Hey. (laughs) He's just waiting. I'm going to play a song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you begin strumming. using a feature. Okay. I'm, I'm casting enthralling performance. So I'm performing to all chosen humanoids within 60 feet. They must make a wisdom saving throw against my spell save DC or be charmed. I'm serenading him and I have thus named him Rapunzel. I don't like how many dice he's rolling. No, I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah, the man up on the balcony <laughs> is charmed by your performance. What about the men that you are not seeing <laughs> on the balcony? I'm a ball of gas, I say nothing. So how many people just heard my song? I rolled a 24 for perception, Mike. <laughs> Come on. You don't see anybody else. <laughs> oh, oh, good. This is entrapment. Um, so I should have really been listening to how many dice he just rolled right there. But audience, if you listen back, count how many times. So that's how many times I'm fucked. Um, uh, minus one, because this guy loves me. But I've serenaded him, and she is now charmed by my dashing good looks. Well, this isn't that bright. All right, guys, I got I got this guy over here charmed. It's all good if you want to come over. I do not think it is all good. All right, let's resolve this jump, Isaac. I cast jump. I jump. With the jump spell, you're pretty much able to make it across no problem. Which tunnel are you heading towards? Uh, the, where Wiz is, the lit one. Okay, yeah, you head over to the lit tunnel <clears throat> and stand by Wiz. And I anchor the other end of the rope. He attaches a, a pitten to the wall, um, and with a clunk, you hear it grip into the stone, and it's, it's a pretty tight hold. Um, I asked Rapunzel to let down her hair, and oh. I genuinely would like him to toss down some rope so we can climb up to where he's at. He lets loose his arrow and puts it away, and he, he goes to grab a ladder that he lowers down. Nice. So, just to clarify, this, this guy cool. isn't like right above Wiz. He's like in He's the in room. in the room. About 30, 40 feet into this room and about 30, 40 feet up. Okay. Kako is going to wrap a belt around, shimmy across. And with the belt wrapped around you, you're able to just shimmy across this pit very easily thanks to your friends already being on the other side. Okay. I'm giving out bardic inspiration right now to all three of you. Each get one. Go nuts. What does that mean? It's 1d6. You can use it for literally anything. Oh. It might help. It might not. Who knows? I float my little cloud self over. Which tunnel are you going towards? Where are the jumpy boys? Everyone else is at the well-lit tunnel. Uh, what are the other tunnels? Is there only one There's other one? There's one other one. It's a dark tunnel that leads upwards. I'll go explore that one. It probably just leads up top and we just got... I mean, I actually don't know where it leads to, but... Well, I can be a cloud for an hour, so let's take advantage of it. All so right. you're going to float up the tunnel in cloud yeah, form? Just, just to see. You, it's uh, not suspicious or anything. You slowly fog your way up this tunnel, and it Where looks like it mistake? would- Oh, everything on me also turns into the cloud. Really? Mm-hmm. No. She is the cloud. I could have turned you and your guitar thing into a cloud. You fog <laughs> your way up this tunnel- and slowly make your way up. And you could tell that this would be a pretty rough climb if you were climbing it. Because you're a cloud and you're just kind of floating up, it's pretty easy. It goes up probably about 60 feet before you emerge at the top of this overlook. And you can see into the room that everyone else is standing in the entrance of. You can see Rapunzel, as he has been nicknamed, who is currently lowering a ladder down into the room. And then standing, hidden behind the walls of this cave entrance are eight more guards. 
<laughs> waiting, ready to attack. Is there like a, a ledge or anything kind of close to them where I, like I could get close but not very, very close? No. Oh. Yeah, this room is, is a pretty flat room filled with beds. The only ledge is the one you're standing on. What are you guys going to do? I did my thing. I don't know uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> there's no major threat down here. We're just waiting for the ladder to come down. The ladder's down now. All right, cool. Well, let's head up and meet my new friend. Okay, we enter the room. Is there any goods <laughs> in this room, by the way? It's mostly just beds. You can see footlockers at the edge of each of these beds, but it, this appears to mainly be like a large rest area. Huh. Oh, okay. I'm not going to be a cloud anymore. I'm going to be up on the ledge. It's me. Hey, you guys know there are like eight other guys up here, right? Yeah, before you enter the room, Sukala reappears and you see her reform. Oh, and the guard you're standing next to is spooked by you just oh. reappearing in front of him. <gasps> and he stumbles back and falls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Rapunzel? <laughs> Rapunzel. From the I try to catch him. As you run into this room and are immediately surrounded, as you watch Rapunzel <laughs> fall and you hear a snap as he falls on one of the beds no. and goes limp. Damn it. There are four swords currently drawn in your direction. The other four are kind of looking around, confused, and as your music stops playing, they reach to grab for their weapons. I tried. I... I'm sure we can work this out reasonably. And I kind of like hold my hands up like I'm I'm no threat. Okay. I mean you no harm. I come from a faraway land and I was sent here by... Quiet! I care not for your stories. I was sent by the Lord of Stone. <laughs> he who speaks to the dark mentioned nothing of you. And he kind of jabs his sword in your direction. You feel it press against. He wouldn't mention anything of me because I am a secret messenger and I'm here to overlook your performance and this is your monthly review. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to give you some of this stuff, but... This place is not up to code. We're going to have to arrest all the of more, you. The more you, you continue to try and spin this slide, the worse it gets. They're not going to buy this. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a major violation. Uh, I give up. Do you want to try that lie a little differently? No, that's what Wiz would do. Why correct perfection when you already have it? Hey everyone, it's your friendly Dungeon Master Mike here. Welcome to another exciting installment of the Bounty Board. Couple of quick things we want to get out of the way. First up, I want to apologize for some inconsistent audio in this episode. There's some parts where it's echoey due to levels being too low during the recording. I'm still getting used to this whole producer slash DM role, so I'm going to do my best to try and avoid that issue in the future. It shouldn't be an issue in the next episode because I think I caught it early enough. So just stick with us and hopefully it'll get better soon. The second thing is we'd love it if you follow us on Twitter and tweet about us using the hashtag TroublePod. We'd really appreciate it. We're still trying to work on some ways to get some audience interaction into the show. So if you have any ideas, let us know by tweeting at us. We'd also love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. We don't pay for any kind of advertising for the show, so anything you guys could do to help really helps us grow, and we appreciate it. And as always, our theme music is the track Light Years From Home by the wonderful artist Andromeda. Feel free to check them out at andromeda.bandcamp.com. They're really awesome, and we really appreciate them, as always. Uh, so let's get back to the show. Yeah, so let's roll initiative real quick. 
15. 20. Christ. 10. All right, Sukala, you are up first. You are standing over the platform. You just watched Rapunzel fall to his death. You see, as you look down in the room, uh, Wiz, having not taken your warning to heart, rushes into the room and is immediately surrounded by four of these wildling guards as four more of them create a barricade between Wiz and Kako and Isaac. Out of character, Wiz... Allie, you got good dexterity? Oh, yeah. Okay. I cast Grease centered right on Wiz. So Slick Grease covers the ground in a 10-foot square centered on that point and turns it into Difficult Terrain. Everyone in that 10-foot area, so like all the four surrounding Wiz and Wiz, uh, need to make a dex save. Has to be to 15. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 16. <laughs> You said it so confidently, but that wasn't like a very big number. Well, I was looking at my constitution, not my dexterity. Oh, so when I asked you if you had a good dex, you're like, yeah, my constitution is amazing. (laughs) Pretty much. You got lucky. I'm not the sharpest tool in the ten. That's two fails and two passes. So the two failed ones are knocked prone. Okay, yeah. Um, also, anyone who enters the area or ends their turn there uh, has to make a deck save. So if they don't move, they have to make it. And if anyone enters, they have to make it. Whiz. So the two that are, are standing are going to immediately rebuke this entry into the room and swing their swords in your direction. Bullet time. I don't know if it's the grease on the ground, but as they swing (laughs) these swords, you, like, are able to slide away and manage to miss both of their attacks against you. And they try to correct themselves so that they don't slip onto the ground. I'm not even moving. I'm just, like, sliding, like, T-posed just across the ground. (laughs) I'd recommend you make sure you move because I just thought of another really good thing to do. It's not my turn yet, but I I will move. When you get to (laughs) it... One of them manages to correct his footing and stays up, but the other one slips in the grease and falls onto the ground and is prone. (laughs) The two that are laying in the ground are going to attempt to pull themselves up. They both are able to get themselves up. No! They didn't get to act this round because they were enthralled by the spell, so... I'm going to approach the wall of people that's in front of us, and I'm going to use uh, Word of Radiance. Uh, I'm just I'm targeting everybody. They all need to make Constitution saves. Yep. Uh, nope. Nope. And nope. Eleven damage. The one that saves, though, I'm also going to add my radiant soul damage bonus. So it's just it's plus five on top of that. You uh, once again empower your sword with this radiant energy, and as it rains down from the cave ceiling above you, these cultists are burned by this radiant light, and you can hear them scream as if this light is something they're averse to. You guys can't see it, but I'm bobbing my head back and forth in joy. <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to go up and smack a bitch with my hand axe. It's a 21. You run up and just, like, smack your hand axe into the side of this cultist. And he lets out a, ow, as you hit him with the axe. <laughs> uh, it's a six damage. Take that, you fiend. Villain. Uh, Sarge runs up from behind you guys, having just made his way across the cavern, and he begins He's not to... really a talker today, is he? <laughs> he's, he's focused. I prefer action over words. Sure. Mission Whatever you star. say, man. <laughs> uh, and he runs up to one of the cultists, the one right in front of Isaac, and he shoves him. 
he pushes this cultist back into the grease. I'm going to cast Ice Storm at 5th level on my point location and use Heart of the Storm feature and a power. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a lot to take in, but Ice Storm is 4th level evocation. A hail of rock hard ice pounds the ground in a 20 foot radius. 40 foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. Each creature in the cylinder must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 2d8 bludgeoning damage and 4d6 cold damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Hailstones turn the storm's area of effect into difficult terrain until the end of the next turn. Um, What's that, five dexterity saves? That's everybody in the grease. What's the heart of the storm feature? Oh, I gain resistance to the damage. Additionally, choose any creatures 10 feet around me while casting for a sliver of higher spell, and they take four lightning and thunder damage. So one, fail. Two, fail. Three, success. Four, fail. And fail. So one success. So the guy in the middle who just got shoved in by Sarge manages to keep his footing <laughs> and uh, dodge out of the way of most of your attack. Alright, here we go. Wait, Empowered is... You can spend one sorcery point to re-roll a number of the damage dice up to your charisma modifier. You must use the new rolls. Oh, at least it's a little better. So everybody that failed is going to take 16 bludgeoning damage... And then 14 cold damage. And then four lightning. Four. So everybody takes 34. Um, except for that one guy, he takes 19. 17. What? 30 halved? 30 halved is not 19. Oh, I was dividing I was dividing oh. the four as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, how do you want to end these guys? <laughs> I just want the air to kind of like spin around me as I levitate off the ground in this heart of the storm. And I almost kind of want, I, I just want like a cloud of ice to wash over these guys. And when everything dissipates, everybody's just lying on the ground. You kick up a swirl of frost and fog that swirls around you and envelops the entire group of people around you. Uh, the rest of you see lightning bolts strike out from the center of this room. And as the fog dissipates, with a mighty whoosh. Everyone except for Wiz is lying on the ground. And I need you to make your save too. I saved. The only one still standing is the one that Sarge pushed into the grease. Uh, and he is like shivering and barely holding on to any life as he's like, he's seeing some shit. <laughs> I'm going to float back down to the ground and I'm going to say, you and your people need to leave here and never harm anybody again in the name of the Lord of Stone or else this will happen to all of you. Yeah, okay, 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 I'll, I'll leave. Yeah, cool. That was easy. Uh, yeah, he runs off. There's another cave tunnel out the back. Oh, God. No, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm still, like, kind of awestruck at this fucking display of power that was just thrust in front of us. How come he can say thrust? Because he doesn't, make he it doesn't say it constantly. There's nothing sexual about I'm going to thrust at this guy. <laughs> you decide, uh, audience. audience. Text in right now and let us know if we should kick Mike out of the group. <laughs> 1-800-555-THRUST. <laughs> There's too many numbers. We're, we're going to put up a poll on uh, Tabletop Trouble tonight on Twitter. <laughs> Tell uh, us how you feel about our thrust. Our DM be kicked out of the group. You decide. A popular majority votes does not win because this is 
is America, and <laughs> we're going to do it just by how we say. Okay, what are you doing, Isaac? I'm going to call out to them and point my sword at Wiz. Do you guys really want to lose your lives to this? Make an intimidation check. Give them an assist, uh, Wiz, with a d6. We're going to add a d6 plus your oh. charisma onto his roll. My d6 plus my charisma? Yep. Plus nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, with 30 <laughs> points, these cultists are shaking in their boots, and they drop their weapons in front of you. How many of them peed themselves? All of them. There's a, <laughs> a puddle of frozen pee underneath every single oh, one of these guys. no. That's now difficult terrain. It is, yeah. <laughs> Roll to not slip in urine. Uh, they, they run the other direction towards the back entrance where you guys came up. And Sarge looks at you guys, uh, specifically to Isaac and says, Are you sure it was a good idea to let them go? There's not really a reason to kill them, though. But they took our people. I just, I'm not saying that I'm against the idea. I just hope that this show of mercy does not come back to bite us. I'll take responsibility for the consequences if it does. He nods. Oh, I mean, I'll also take some responsibility, I guess. Yes, but I don't think you can be held responsible for anything. (laughs) That's true. I can't be shackled by the chains of this mortal plane. Also legally, I think. They might just dismiss it. (laughs) Look at this person. They're clearly I'm crazy. I'm alien from a different material plane. I'm not illegal, by the way. I definitely probably have documentation. <laughs> you have your green card? You gave me papers. He pulls out the paper from... <laughs> he carries all of your papers in his house. Sure. He pulls it out. It's like a doodle uh, of your face. <laughs> it says, not illegal. <laughs> I did. I, have a I did give you those. <laughs> I, I, I shout sure from did. my ledge. Everything checks out here. <laughs> look! Look at this legitimate seal that is drawn in. Is crayon. it? A, wait, can they actually see it, or is it masked by the deception? Is I it a put portrait it? of seal? Did you actually cast deception on this? Mike, we're coming up with this. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, Play your the magic. Fuck along. You've cast an illusion on this this document. Yeah. But it's starting to fade as more and more people are starting to question <laughs> this document that you've handed them. So you can see the cracks in the facade start to show I cast Minor Illusion again to repair it. (laughs) Everyone hears you (laughs) casting Minor Illusion to repair this. Sarge looks at it and he says, it's not important. We're not in the kingdom of Alora anymore. We don't need to worry about papers. We need to worry about saving our people. If you prefer to stay here, I will go without you. (laughs) What other entrances are there in this hall? There's only one. It's another winding, like, upwards path. Okay, Kako goes up the winding upwards path. Yeah, you follow I after Sarge, who has disappeared into darkness. I begin to float. Oh, I can't float today. Hold on, I'll just walk. <laughs> oh, God, oh my God, I have to walk up these stairs. All right, I'm following. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of keep my distance from Wiz because I'm really intimidated by you now. As you guys walk up this path, it's the longest path out of all the ones you've been up. But as you approach the top, you feel the mountain air begin to brush against your skin as you walk into a large open room that is kind of like a cave overlook. It's still covered by stone in the top, but it looks out over the forest beyond the swamp. And you can see a light fog rolling in from this opening. And as you look around this room, you can see it's been turned into a place of worship. You can see pews lined up and a altar at the back. And then lining the sides of these rooms are various stone statues of people who have been turned to stone by whatever is changing people in the swamp. Do we recognize any of the statues? No. As you look them over, though, they appear to be traveling merchants, um, miners, people who do work in the woods or the swamp, presumably people who were kidnapped. Sukala, did you know any of these people? 
you recognize a, a couple faces from the town of Bogsbottom. There are a couple just citizens of the village. No one of note. She was pretty nice. Never called me a evil witch or monster or anything. He, though, uh, he came to see me for uh, lots of uh, quote-unquote love cures. <laughs> you, get, you understand, Wiz. You're a bard. You understand. I literally understand nothing 100% of the time. And then on the back wall up near the altar, you can see a series of cages. All of them look to be empty except for one, which has a figure who's obscured currently by the brightness of the outside cave that's kind of pouring in. They approach the figure. You walk up and you can see Sarge standing next to this cage looking in. And as you get closer, it's a human, but <laughs> it's not. It's covered in pus and black yeah. slime. And as you look it over, it's almost as if its features are melting away as it is turning into this black slime. Gross. That doesn't look sanitary. Isn't that what we found by the road? I hold my arm <laughs> concerned. Your arm begins to kind of itch underneath Ew. your bracer. Sir or ma'am, can you hear me? It turns to you and notices your voice, but it kind of stares at you blankly, and it opens its mouth and lets out a guttural... Okay, I stab it in the throat with javelin. You stab this thing in the, the throat, and it falls to the ground dead. As it slumps into a pile, you can see the, the ooze kind of still feeding off the corpse. I'm going to kind of, like, shake off my javelin a little bit. <laughs> Sarge looks at you, Kako, and he looks at this corpse. God, what is happening? I don't know. If you turn into Black Flesh Monster, I will kill you too. It's okay. I would prefer to be dead than turned into anything like that. Yes, that's why I will kill you. All right, so everybody have Black Sludge partner, like a safety buddy. If you get turned to Black Sludge, the other one has to kill you. I step away from the group. Kako, as you look around this room, you see on the top of the altar is a makeshift crown. Oh, sweet. I pick it up. Is this the goblin crown? It's kind of shitty as you look at it. It's very shiny, but it's also like got bits of rust and the patina has long fallen off of it. Whatever gemstones were socketed into this thing have long since been picked out of it. Um, but he loves it so much. Is that his majesty's crown? I think so. Well, we should pick it up and return it to him. Could one of us just run back real quick and hand this off to him? That's a pretty far distance. I put the I put the crown in my little bag. Actually, I put it on my head. Okay. And then <laughs> it doesn't fit very snug. It's kind of wobbly because it's very dented and <laughs> I'm going to take my little headband and I'm going to like, you know, his majesty wrap it like around my chin in the crown <laughs> so that it stays firm. Okay. Yeah, you tie your crown into place. Yeah. Like a birthday hat at Chuck E. Cheese's? Exactly like a birthday hat at Chuck E. Cheese's. You hear a scream come from the direction of the opening of this key. Do we recognize the scream? You do. It sounds like uh, Delilah. Oh, that's not how she sings the song. Run towards the scream? I'm, I'm concerned for her, but should we rush in at like this moment? I kind of feel like we need to take a short rest. <laughs> It kind of sounds like somebody's getting murdered. <laughs> no, you want to uh, take a break for fifteen. My my flaw is I'm unreliable and lazy, so <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah, I'm sprinting. Fine, the I'll screen. walk faster since I can't float. Yeah, you guys run out to the opening of this <laughs> cave mouth, and you are looking over a large field, and in this field are about forty cultists and. 
spattered amongst these cultists are more of these statues. And you can see a cultist wearing ceremonial armor and a large crown made out of antlers standing at the front as he as he <laughs> as he grabs on to Delilah's wrist and drags her into a thick fog. Oh, hey there. <laughs> no, you can't take our friend. Could I conceivably throw a javelin at this guy? I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. <laughs> You should probably aim for the one that's dragging Delilah away. No, yeah, I am. Fire both bolts at him. Before you do, you hear Delilah yelling at this man and says, Why are you doing this? I told you where everyone was. <gasps> oh, wow. fuck this bitch. You know what? I don't know. Maybe she was tortured. I'm never going to finish writing that song now. She doesn't deserve it. But, I mean, we should still kind of, like, save her life. Are there any more of our people out there that we can see? No. No. Well, they're probably where she is being taken. <clears throat> Isaac's gonna ready his hand and channel light into it and focus and then fire off two bolts. So the first one is a 24. Yes. <laughs> the second one is a 13. No. One point of damage. Yeah, you fire this eldritch <laughs> spear across the Now you the understand fog. my pain. It hurls over the, the group cultists, and you can kind of see them look back as they hear the crack of this eldritch blast fly over their heads. And as it collides into your target, it hits him, but he's not really phased by this assault. And he points his finger back in your direction and yells to his fellow cultists, Stop them! The Lord of Stone is here and cannot be stopped. And as he says that, you feel the ground beneath your feet shake and then nothing. And then shake and then nothing. As this fog moves closer and closer towards and you feel the ground shake again. And then Delilah and the cult leader are lost in the fog. Damn it. And then you hear you hear a voice boom from the center of this fog. And it says, Threat, I am here to stop you. You will feel pain. No cure. And then you hear Delilah scream as she runs out of the fog and back towards the cultists. And you hear that boom and the shake as the ground moves. And as the fog rolls back, you see the cult leader frozen in stone. And the uh, other cultists begin to panic and disperse into the woods. Where'd Delilah run to? She's running back towards the direction of the caves, back in your direction. Okay. There's so a small footpath that leads down to the right um, that kind of winds down the side of this cave and into this field. I'm going to okay. go meet her um, as she's running back. And as soon as I meet her, I'm going to slap her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, like, runs to you seeing that like, you're her friend. Like, you've been nice to her every time she's seen you. And she's going to run to you for comfort. And as she runs up to you, you strike her across the face. And she looks pissed. And she, like, shoots daggers from her eyes back in your direction. Pew, pew. <laughs> I know we've had a hard day, but it seems like everybody else that you read it out is having a harder day, and that's not chill with me anymore. You don't understand. They cornered me. They were threatening me. I had to do what I had to do to survive. That may be the case, but you can't you can't rat out your friends, man. That's just not cool. At the end of the day, I need to make sure I'm okay. I'm sure you understand that. We're all on the run here. I um don't necessarily understand, nor do I feel the need to in this situation where there's a giant monster turning people to stone. Well, then I don't need to explain myself to you. 
Delilah, just tell us quickly what they're looking for and why they're doing it. I, they're crazy. They're talking about some sort of plague that is spreading through the area. They believe that sacrificing people to that thing to turn them to stone will quell this outbreak. What is that thing? I didn't get a good look at it. It had large glowing eyes. It looked like a giant bear. Would I potentially have any idea what that might be? No, this sounds like nonsense to you. Yeah, where are the rest of the people? They took them before me. I think you'll find their statues out there somewhere. All right, Delia, you have been tremendously unhelpful. Rotten hell, I guess. Captain Man, do you have, like, the manacles? I don't, but I think I saw some in the supplies when we were coming in. Okay, do you want to take custody of the lady? I will. Goat. You may not think you deserve to face justice, but what you did, you betrayed the caravan, probably forsook us all. You will pay for your crimes. She silently follows after him. Isaac kind of watches with a sad stare and just shakes his head. I'm going to go all the way down to the field. Do I recognize any of the statues down there? Yeah, you can see spattered amongst these statues that you don't recognize a couple of members of the caravan. Not anyone you interacted with, but just faces you're familiar with. So is there anybody that's like unaccounted for? There's one person who's unaccounted for who you didn't see back at the caravan or or in these statues here. And that is like the nervous guy, right? Chester. Chester? Yes. How badly do we like the Chester man? No man left behind. I don't know who that is, so I don't particularly care. I think I only talked to him once, and I mean, I thought he was pretty chill. I guess if we wanted, you could just go fly, follow the monster, while the rest of us hunt down Chester. Uh, I I do not volunteer to find Chester. Kako and Isaac, you are heading to deliver the crown. You guys head back into the cultist cave and it's pretty much cleared out. You don't see any more people. So you guys push back through the sleeping areas till you arrive at the gatehouse area with the pool with the skeleton in the center Mm -hmm. of it. You know that Tuck is waiting for you back in the room that you broke into with Sukala's magic. Um, but you first head in the direction uh, where the guards first came out of yeah. towards that living space. Were there any other entrances that we skipped? No. Okay. Yeah, I guess Chester just isn't here. We go back to Tuck. Yeah, you guys push your way back towards... I uh, take off the crown before we <laughs> enter the room. And you see Tuck, he is still snoring, laid out on the ground. He's got like a hand on his lap and the other one over his head is a like makeshift pillow. And he's snoring and he, as you walk in, he like lifts up his leg and lets out a fart. <laughs> I love him. Let's I slap him, him again. You walk up and yeah, you slap him. It doesn't ring nearly as loud because he's mostly dried off at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, you slap Tuck again. Yes. Oh, you back. You find big shiny crown. Well, I found a crown. His eyes like light up. (gasps) You find shiny. Yes. He takes it and he puts it on his head. Tuck, be king of goblins again. Yes, yes, king of all goblins. Tuck, will will you collect goblins and reconvene with us at our campsite? Yes, Tuck, make haste. Tuck, Fast runner. Okay. We are hunting enormous, scary monster that may or may not be Big Bear. You hunt Teddy. The What? Huh? Is this a <laughs> is this a creature you're familiar with? <laughs> Record scratch. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. Bear show up. Bear turn goblin to stone. Goblins have sickness. Okay. Is he a thing that we should be afraid of? Talk scared of Big Bear. 
Would you be willing to kill thing with us? Tuck, oh life, oh kingdom. Tuck, fight for everything. <laughs> I, I cannot get past that the same creature. On one hand, we have Lord of the Stone. And the other one, we have Teddy Bear. <laughs> Just remember, I give you crown, Odep, to me specifically. <laughs> no, fuck you. I gave him a crown, too. You lead humans? Well, you're not you a human. king of... People. I am protector of people in certain context. Tuck, pledge life. <laughs> Tell him about all the goblins we, you killed. We kind of live in an I'm anarchist commune. Tell him your name. We so live in a society. <laughs> Tuck, understand. Goblin like anarchy too. <laughs> Tuck like monarchy. Tuck on top. <laughs> okay. So, reconvene that campsite. If Bear are not already dead, we kill Bear together. Tuck, agree. And he, like, starts running out of this cave, like, on all fours, just, like, bounding out. And he has quite the speed as he does. You know, we've never seen the Bear Monster and Tuck in the same place. I travel for one week. I get new apprentice, uh, the debt of a royal, uh, and the many new things for the bestiary. This is best week of career. I'm glad somebody's having fun, Kako. <laughs> uh, you want to come with me? Yes, I will be... We'll fly together? Gladly hunting down uh, this so-called god of what's-its-face. Can, you, I was can you turn a into something lighter and I can carry you as we oh. fly? Oh, my dear. I cast polymorph on myself. Um, I choose giant owl. Sukala, you take the form of a giant owl, and Wiz, you cast your flight spell and begin to take off in the direction that this fog is moving. Oh, that's pretty cool. Can you do that all the time? I don't know what owls sound like, but oh, I can't talk to you. Right. <laughs> I'm a fucking owl. I can't talk to owls. And as you guys fly through the sky, you can see this fog moving through the forest. Off in the distance, you guys can see what Tsukala you recognize as the town of Bogsbottom. It's a small, shanty little town on the edge of the swamp and the base of this mountain. You can see another manor off in the distance that sits about two miles away from Bogsbottom on a tall hill kind of overlooking it. And this fog is moving towards the eastern side of this town. And as you guys catch up, you are overtaken by this thick fog. You guys descend into this fog, and it becomes very hard to see, but you can hear the ground shaking as you get closer. And as you fly in, you eventually see a hulking shadow looming beyond the fog, golden eyes piercing out. Does it look like a teddy bear? You want to get closer? I fly lower. You get to the point where, you, where you're you like right eye level with this creature, and as you push through this fog, it looks like a bear. But as you get close enough to finally see it through the fog, it's not a bear. It's made of steel and iron. And you can hear the sounds of gears turning as it moves each step. A grinding creak of this metal monstrosity as it moves through the woods. How big is it compared to a bear? This thing's about, it's about 17 feet tall and it walks on two legs. I want to land on its head. Before you can move close enough to it, Fuck. it turns towards you, and you see those glowing eyes shine upon you, and it speaks. Threat. I am here to stop you. You will feel pain. No cure. 
Oh, it's a machine. And then its eyes shut. Oh, I fly away. Flap, 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 Make a dexterity saving throw for me. Okay, right. well, let me get my I was right stats. next to Sukala. Do I need to make yes, one, too? both of you. Oh, it's fine. It's a 19. Maybe mm-hmm. it's fine. I say seven. <laughs> 19 and a 7? Seven. Sukala, <laughs> you fly above the face of this bear before it opens its eyes. But whiz... It points its face in your direction, and... It's all right, I didn't like this character anyway. <laughs> bright blue lights turn on in the eyes of this creature and shine out, blinding you. And you begin to fall. Oh, oh grab me! Grab yeah, me! I, fucking grab me! I'm, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go grab him. Oh my god. And not let him shatter. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll grab him. I'm falling! Uh, yeah, you are stunned by this bright light, and as Sukala sweeps back down and grabs you, she lifts you back up into the air, and a couple seconds go by, and your vision returns to you. Oh, I'm not stone? No. Oh, weird. Um, I start uh, flying of my own accord again. Well, that was horrifying. I'm gonna go back down, try to land on that bear again. Sukala, I know you. Maybe you can't understand me when you're an owl, but this is a really bad idea. Turn my head around. You know I understand you. I fly back down. Yeah, you fly back down. I can't talk owl. And as you get close enough to this bear, you hear those words again. Threat. I am here to. Stop. You. You will. Feel pain. No. Cure. And you land on its head. It it seems to be going on some kind of orders, you know, man. Like, and what are you doing? What I want to do is land on the back of this bear's head, unpolymorph, holding on to it. I want to cast lightning bolt down into it. I'm going to cast it at fifth level, which okay. it only matters for damage, so... <laughs> He needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, he fails. <clears throat> That's a lot of six. Holy fuck. 46 damage. You stand on this golem. And he's all metal, so like... And strike this lightning through this creature. And you see the lightning arc off of the metal plates. And you can see kind of smoke begin to, to churn out of him. But he stays strong. <sighs> And he reaches up with his metal hand and grabs you. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Whoopsie doodles. Is there is, is there any way that we would have heard a lightning strike go off? Probably, but that you're very far away. He grabs you in his great metal oh, claw and squeezes, and you can feel yourself being crushed in his hand, and he hurls you into the ground. I, I cast Featherfall. <laughs> I don't know that I'm falling. Okay. He has a hold on me, No, right? he's, he's like oh, he's throwing, throwing me. Okay. You cast Featherfall on Sukala. As this creature lets go of you, you float down to the ground and you hear another voice and it says do not resist i mean harm it closes its eyes and it reopens them and that bright blue light washes over you and you're stuck out of character i wonder if there are words missing maybe he's saying you will feel no pain i mean no harm because he's just stunning not killing and we're just assuming that he's causing the stone. And it's a good assumption, but... I mean, we did literally watch as a cultist got turned to stone. But we didn't see the bear actually turn into stone. It was in fog. Okay. That's so, weird. like I'm saying, it's a good assumption, but I'm saying we aren't 100%. <clears throat> I mean, I guess we can kind of assume that he's 
going after the people who have like the the, the weird sickness. Yeah, we're yeah. pointing at. Yeah. Maybe it's sick. So maybe Isaac. maybe the cultists have just been infecting people with the sickness and then giving them to this bear thing, and then he's been you know freezing them into stone. Yeah, may- maybe it's something like they get this plague, and then it's just a bad reaction to being stunned by the bear. That sounds stupid when I say it. I mean, but. yeah. Do we do we need to kill this bear? I mean, I don't know that we can. <laughs> we we don't have enough information right now to when or enough goblins. When Tuck comes back, we'll decide. <laughs> yeah, in like two weeks. Yeah, that'll uh, give us at time least to figure probably out how to four. Fix you. Probably actually, yeah, we'll, we'll I'm, never see I'm him being again. Very. I'm gonna fly down closer to Sukala and try to like pull her out of the way. Yeah, a little bit out of Teddy's range, so it doesn't hurt her. As you pull Sukala out of the way, and Sukala, as this blue light washes over you, and you're eventually able to get your senses back, this beast turns away from you and begins to walk deeper into the forest. And the earth shakes with each step. I'm going to share my theory with Wiz. You know, the one I just gave you guys all out of character. So call and make you a know. perception check. Okay. So that's uh, 11. 11. Yeah, as you look at the back of this creature, you can see words etched into the back. And it appears to be a name. The name is Phineas and Weir. There are more words, but you're not able to make them out. I think we need to go find this Phineas and Weir uh, also. Thank you for saving my life and all that stuff. I mean, I yeah, saved yours, man, so it's only time. fair. <sighs> Fine, you can call me Sookie. I don't care. Whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, sure, man. Anytime. I would have done it any day of the week. It's what I do. Anyway, we should go get the others and find this Phineas oh, and Oh, yeah, Weir. I agree. This is way above my pay grade. I don't even know if I'm getting yeah. paid. I guess we're walking. Or I could turn into a cloud again and just move real <laughs> slow. Can we find a river? I mean, the, the mountain cave where you were near poured out a river. Is there a river, like, would it lead back to? Yeah. I mean, if you want to fly, I'll just swim there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, come here. I follow quizzically. Because in case you dear listeners missed it, anybody else forgot, Sukala is a siren. Uh, so I'll, I'll catch you at, at the other place. Damn it, that would have been a cool line. I jump in the water and I grow a tail. Bye. I take out the extra mushrooms I had in my bag and I look at them (laughs) with like bulging eyes and just like look at the water and look at the shrooms and I just drop them all on the ground and I fly back. The group gathers up at the cave where you guys confronted the wildlings of the forest. As you guys gather back up, the caravan has moved to the front of this cave and they're loading the stolen supplies back on. You guys are to have water again. However, all but two of your horses have been killed. So everyone is piled onto one cart with the supplies at this time. Luckily, you're not far from the town of Bog's Bottom, where you should be able to resupply. It's less all right. She's looking pretty depressed as you as you see her. Clearly, her father is still weighing heavy on her mind. I'm going to go up to her, broach her with a new book, something fancy. Yeah, what book? Please pick something like a little bit softer. I know you started with scalping for ghouls, so there's nothing softer than... So you accidentally killed your mom. <laughs> <laughs> An essay by Kako Ikeo. Just, just now written. <laughs> I feel like Rip. this may become appropriate in coming days, and it's just Rip 101 uses for goblins. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to reading it. Listen, young one, I also lost parents at 
that young age. And were it not for my protege, I probably, or my other thing, the opposite <laughs> of a protege, I also would have stayed underneath my parents' bed for the rest of life. But what if he's right? What if I'm dangerous? What if I just hurt those around me? Well, it's fine to be dangerous. I am a dangerous person. You just have to learn to control and only to be danger to the bad things. I'm going to try. I don't want to hurt anyone I care about. I will help you. And as established, I am very dangerous, so you cannot hurt me. Okay. Um, I don't know about that. And you kind of <laughs> see her crack a smile. She's like, I don't even know what I'm capable of. Oh, that is what I like to see. No one knows what they are capable of until they have a dead body in front of them. <laughs> she what the cry. fuck? <laughs> okay, maybe that was a little too soon. I'm sorry, I meant goblin. Okay. Really do read that book. There are going to be a lot of goblins in the next days. God. Okay. Yeah, I will. Your caravan is only like nine people at this point now. You've got... Depressing. Yeah, you've got the four of you, Lessa, Sarge, the old woman who you encountered, Lenora. Yeah, Sen. Sen. Delilah. Did anyone find Chester while we were gone? No. <laughs> did anyone notice he was missing? Or did they just assume he's dead? Everyone is just assuming the worst. Well, okay. me too, that he's the bad guy. Just just for a safe measure, I'm just gonna, like, Chester! Chester! Your voice rings out across the mountain and through the swamp, but you're <laughs> greeted by silence. Sukala has no reason to stick around now that she's fulfilled her promise, so she's going- But don't you want to figure out what Teddy's doing? I mean, I mean, yeah, you shot a bunch of lightning into him. I can do that too, but it didn't well, really seem to- Well, then why do you need me? Though, to be fair, but, you, the times you have shot lightning, you did not injure anybody but yeah. the people you meant to injure. Okay, that's going a little bit too far. I just mean we might need some extra help if you'd be- I willing. would feel more comfortable if you were the lightning person in the group. <laughs> Fine. I'll help. You convinced me since you worked so hard at it. Definitely not because I'm bored as hell. I wholeheartedly believe believe that all right let's go kick phineas what's his face's ass probably i i assume this is his fault as you all <laughs> pack onto this overloaded cart and begin your journey towards the town of bog's bottom and as you push your way out of the thick fog of the swamp and in the direction of the small town you saw as you flew overhead you see more statues and they get thicker the closer you get to this town. And as you're on the road, you eventually pass a statue belonging to Lessa's father. Good. She doesn't notice. I don't let her notice. <laughs> but you do. And Sarge kind of gives you a heads up that, that he has been turned to stone. So I want to put this to the group. Uh, because yeah. though she is my apprentice, this might be important for her to know. Yeah, particularly we, care. we could be able to save the townspeople and the people turn to stone. Well, I don't, I don't believe that for a second, but I also don't think we need to tell her, hey, you murdered your mom 12 hours ago, and oops, uh, your dad died because we couldn't Shh, do anything. Your voice is a little loud for this one caravan. <laughs> She's right over there. <laughs> She's like nose deep in a book, not really paying attention. Okay, this is all his fault then, because he started this whoa, conversation. Whoa, whoa, um, Pointing fingers is not appreciated on this boat. We're not on this the boat. figurative boat. 
giving a little girl <laughs> tragic okay. news twice in one day is probably Y'all, not a good idea. That is not a little girl. Like it was well established yeah, that she's, she's like a grown 20. woman. Okay, she's still <laughs> she's just not short an and adult. naive. <laughs> short and naive. So you guys have decided she's seven. And as the caravan approaches the town of Bog's Bottom, you see that the town is surrounded by a large wall constructed out of wood, metal, and refuse just blocking in this town. And what used to be a nice, bustling community is now enclosed in a great wall. And you've never seen this like this before, Sukala. Well, that wall's new. Okay, so the bear might present a, a bit of an issue. I don't think the bear built that wall. Well, no, but the bear probably froze everybody. And as the caravan pulls up towards the main gate of this wall, you hear a voice yell out from atop this wall. Hey, no outsiders here. Turn yourselves around. We got no room. No, 